Yes, people. Ha <laughs> ha. It is the penultimate day. Penultimate day. Day 11 of the 35th BFI Flare Festival. So, people, we are coming to you with some shorts. Yes, we've got shorts and a little something extra, people. So, sit back. And enjoy. People, so big news for the BFI Flare London LGBTIQ Plus Film Festival, right? So, um, they're doing the screen talks, yes, they are doing the screens talk series for this festival, and um, film and television actor Russell Tovey will be part of it. You know, and as part of BFI Flair's The Maker series, conversations with award-winning filmmaker, journalist and author David France, you know, and writer-producer Jay Garano Acaporta, you know, some, all of the special events will be available for free for audience to access wherever in the world you are, right? And you can do it via the BFI YouTube, the Facebook channels, you know, it is all there for you, right? So, um, yeah, this 12-day event, which brings the best new LGBTIQ plus cinema from around the world via BFI Player to UK-wide audiences, will also feature discussions with the directors and BFI BFI Flare programmers for the films Well-Rounded and Rebel Dykes. Both screaming at the festival, um, BFI Film Academy will also return with events for young creatives and the BFI Flair community can indulge in their love of trivia and the music as the popular Big Gay Film Quiz is back. And the BFI Flair FM will keep everyone moving to the beats of their favourite BFI Flair dance party DJs over on the BFI Spotify page. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tickets for the features can be purchased via the BFI Flair website. Right, so um, there is a lot people, there is a lot to talk about, so with the screen talks, Russell Tovey will be, um, he's will be up on Friday the 26th of March at 7pm, 
right? Um, now, with the makers, you have um, the Joy Guerrero Acaporta. That will be taking place on Tuesday, the 23rd of March at 6 p.m. David France will be Wednesday, the 24th at 6 p.m. And um, then we have some events, right? So there's the well-rounded a conversation. So that that will be happening on Saturday, the twentieth of March at two p.m. Right, and um, you can hear from uh, assistant programmer Tara Brown, who is joined joined by Shana Mara. Um, and Candy Palamata, along with Lydia Okelelo, right, so, um, also, you have a Dr. Charlotte Cooper, um, yeah, and, uh, Grace Barber Plenty, right, so, um, yeah. That should be pretty interesting. Now, on um, the Sunday, the 21st at 2 p.m., there is a Rebel Dykes, a conversation, right? So, um, yeah, you will be able to hear from the co-directors, Harry Shanahan and Shion Williams, along with Atalanta Koenig. Uh, plus the um, programmer Jay Bernard and Tara Brown. So another very good, interesting thing to um, yeah be down with. So the uh, BFI Academy events. So um, beyond coming of age, right? So that takes place at. 12 p.m. on Saturday the 20th of March, right, it's going to be a, a Zoom event, which you, you know, will have to book for via Eventbrite, Eventbrite, uh, the panellists will be Thomas Wilson White, the director of the fantastic The Greenhouse, you also get um, Fanasis uh, Tissib, Pins, who directed Escaping the Fragile Planet. We got Noza Eke, who um, di- who is um, part of the alumni class from 2018, and Matthew Jacobs Morgan, who um, is also from the 2018 alumni class. Right, so you have that. Um, then later on that same day at 3 p.m., you've got family values, right? So this will be a conversation with Alexa Bacconi and Michelle Antonides. Again, that's going to be a Zoom conversation, right? So um, I make sure you get your tickets for that people, right, so, um, Bacconi, um, directed Colours of Toby, and, um, Antonides is the producer of Sweetheart, so, yeah, 
Right, so if you're a quiz fan, the big gay film quiz will be taking place on Monday the 22nd of March at 7pm And um, it looks like that will be on the um, Facebook page So a lot, a lot to look forward to people So make sure you mark those dates down and enjoy Okay, people, so now we've got all of that out the way, let's get into the short films. Alright, we got three, so sit back and let's go. The Cost of Living, this is the new film from director, writer, producer, I mean, she wears many hats, but it's Alice Truman. Okay, so um, it's starring Lily Loveless and Genesis Lena. And um, the gist of the film is this. Lily is stuck in state of innu until death comes along in the form of a beautiful woman and entices her to live. Yes, bit of a um, contradiction there, old death. I, this is, you know, I think... From the outset, you understand who um, the type of person who Lily is, right? She's crazy organized, you know. So we, we we start off, and we're seeing her flat. Well, we're hearing some stuff, <laughs> but before we get to anything, we're you know viewing a flat like the um, the drawers. You know, her towels are very neatly stacked, her bedding, all of that, it's all neat, everything is neat. And I think it's the colour choices that she's chosen as well, right? They're, um, you know, matte colours, kind of matte pastel colours, right? Um, Very along the middle, you know what I mean? Not bright. But not too dark, just walking that line, walking that line. You know, we see some books that she's got on the side. You know, travels for a lifetime, escape from the city, a thousand places to visit before you die. So you understand, like, there's no spontaneity here. You know, she's looking for, like, what should I be doing? Okay, she's got a sleep tracker on her arm, and she's like, "How much? What is my sleep like? How many steps have I done?" You know, that's how she lives her life. She is so straight laced; all the vitamins are on the side table. You know, and she even, you know, polishes herself in that matter. But she's so uptight; she can't even do that. She can't get off. You know, she's buttoned up. Which is kind of displayed with her pyjamas Because they're just straight buttoned up You know what I mean? But yeah, she can't get off She's a little frustrated Right, we see that But, you know she She's trying to do her thing Like she's exercising She's trying to eat healthy Like you just look in the fridge though Look in the fridge and it's just got, you know, everything kind of organised and all of that 
And so the, it's funny, the place she works, it seems to fit, right? It seems to fit the type of person that she seems to be. You know, it's um, one of those buildings, very clean, you know, white everywhere. You know, hard lines. And it all changes. It all changes with a brush with death, should we say. Not hers. You know, she she sees a guy, he's, you know, collapsed on the street. She goes to help. And, uh, you know, she's calling an ambulance. And a woman turns up. It's like, hey, don't worry, I got this. But she realises... Something different about this woman I, I mean it might be the little scythe That the woman has You know what I mean So yeah it's the death But boy If death looked that good There's a lot of people that would be like Yo <laughs> You know what I mean I don't mind right I do not mind going But Yeah it's the You know this brush with death That seems to well, it freaks her out, right? Freaks her out, it panics her, but it also injects her with a vitality, right? A first to do something spontaneous, to break out of her rigid, you know, her rigid kind of um, daily routine. And... Yeah, it is, it is fun. We get a little dance, you know, routine and all of that. It's it's very enjoyable. And I, I think for something that is, you know, it's like 13 minutes, right? But I have to say, you know, well, it's probably 12 minutes, actually. But, yeah, I think the story is very well conveyed within a short period of time. You know, there's no flab here. We get the gist of everything that they're trying to tell us. And it's handled in a very good way. Because, as I said, look, at the beginning, you understand who Lily is. Right? So you get the nature of everything. And the end, it ends with that, you know, I feel that realisation of what's going down. Right? So it's, yeah. I think you you it is pretty clear, and yeah, handled well. I think we got very good performances um, from our cast, right? So um, Lily is played by Lily Lovelace, and Def is played by um, Genesis Lena, and they yeah they're both very good, very good at um you know th- those roles. We're very we believe Lily. Is this uptight person And we believe Jeff Is a um, You know A dirty little temptress Here, Actually we shouldn't say dirty little temptress Because I think She she was what Lily needed Definitely was what Lily needed In that moment in time But yeah Hats off to um, Alice Truman For putting this little fun Short together Because yeah it's very enjoyable It's very enjoyable And uh, yeah I think it's It tells 
a nice little story in a short amount of time. Exactly what you want in a short film, right? So yes, the cost of living people. Definitely worth a look. So from A to Q. <laughs> yes, no, it's not directions, people. This is the new film from Emily Ella Fadley. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Emily Ella Fadley. Okay, we're going to go with that. It's starring Sophie Rivers and Holly Ashman. And, um, yeah, basically, it's about two best friends, right? Alex and Kayla. Now, Alex is having these dreams, right? She, she's having these dreams, and she thinks that her dreams have shown her her sexuality. And now she's, like, the only way to kind of, you know... Get through all of this is to act on it in reality. But that's a little easier said than done, right? So we open up, you know, we've got, um, yeah, our, our two friends at school, right? Two friends at school. And Alex, she walks over to Kayla. Kayla, you know, and Kayla's talking to some people. Alex just grabs her, drags her to the side, and she's like, got to tell you something, right, and you just think, oh, fuck, this is the moment, right, and she's like, hey, I've, I like you, man, I've always liked you, and, yeah, she gets the response that she wants, hearing, we've got music playing, they kiss, sweet, it's a sweet little moment, you're like, okay, where's this film gonna go, well, <laughs> where it's going to go is Alex waking up, because this is a dream, this is a dream, so she, yeah, she's just a bit like, oh, you know, and we see that expression on the face of like, oh, <laughs> like, what have I just dreamt, like, what's happening, so now we're with her at school, you know, again, she's daydreaming, and Kayla is, like, trying to get her attention, so they're talking, you know what I mean, like, there's a party that, you know, they've been invited to, they don't really want to go to, and they've got to do some study for a, you know, project, so we have all of this going on, but we get these, like, little moments, right, it's all about those little moments, so, you know, obviously, Alex is, she still hasn't quite, you know, gauged everything, but, you know, Kayla drops a pen, so she leans over, but grabs her arm for support, and you just have, you know, just the thoughts running through Alex's head, and you can see them, right, you, you can see that kind of intake of breath, and just the thought process of, what does that mean? Like, oh, is she trying to tell me she likes me? No, no, this is just her, but she doesn't want to fall over. Or maybe it's something else. What is it? And you see all of that just running through Alex's head, right? 
so you know I mean they're talking and they're chilling and you know just getting through school right and um you know we're in the day and age of the internet so what do you do when you've got questions <laughs> hey google son google not the best thing, right? Not the best. And you kind of feel like, listen, when it comes to your feelings, it's your feelings, right? You you can't expect other people. But just because other people have gone through shit doesn't mean it's exactly how you are. But if you keep on dreaming about the same thing, it might mean something, right? So we, we see these different kind of dreams that Alex is having which is, um, you can tell, it, it, you know, it's building on her, right? It's definitely building on her. And Kayla senses there is something going on, right? She, she, you know, she sees her and she's like, yo, you've seen ill, like what's happening? So she can sense there is something. So it all builds up. The film all builds up, right? And... You know, you get those moments where there's a close contact And the Should I lean in for a kiss right now? Right, what am I doing? Is she feeling it? Am I, is this in my head? Right, we get those moments, right? And the film, what I liked, right? The film goes to a place where It goes to a place where you have this moment, but the moment, uh, it's like, listen, there are definitely, there's going to be moments of cheese, right, there's going to be these moments where everything could just become a little bit cliche, a little bit like, yes, of course, yes, of course, but I feel that, you know, it, it skates around that, it always pulls back before it could become this thing, right, which is great, you know what I mean, because I think this is a nice little story, right, it's a nice little story that really does capture this moment, this thing, right, and Yes, it, it, it's definitely a situation that could go in many directions, right? It, it doesn't necessarily always turn out in a certain way, but, do you mean, like, listen, we can focus on the happy, and it, it, you know, even focusing on the happy, you don't have to be, you know, over the top or cliched about it And from A to Q Yeah, it, it, it delivers you something that's impactful Is sweet, is nice You know, makes you smile Gives you those tense feelings of like <gasps> What's going to happen? Right, without Yeah, with, without sacrificing the integrity of the story You know, we have great acting Great acting from, uh, you know, Sophie and Holly. You know, they, they really do deliver. Because, again, it's all about those fleeting moments. It, it's all about that tension. 
Because you have to, first of all, you, you have to believe that they're friends and best friends, known each other for 15 years. We've got to believe that. And you do. Then you got to think, oh, is there possible, you know what I mean? Love friction here Is there something Right And Yeah I think What we have Is this Thing that builds up Right We see it We can believe it We can hope for it Right So They do that You know They deliver All of this You know And they do it so well You know It's a It's a good script It's a good script it's, it's, you know, because I think, yeah, you do believe that these conversations and everything, you know, they, they come across as real. It, it's, it's not necessarily um, just a, oh, we've got to hit these points. You know what I mean? I think even at the very end, right, when it's just like, Hey, you're gonna be alright You know, because there's, I think there's that whole thing of Oh, doing this or doing that That makes me gay And sometimes people just like people Right, sometimes it's just that Right So, you know You wanna You wanna just be happy Act on things Without the fear of Oh, now I'm, does this label me just live, just live and be happy And I feel that's the message that we get from this film, right And it's a very, it's a nice film, man, it's a real nice film Definitely worth the watch, it's shot extremely well, you know Like good use of cameras, we get some good close-ups, you know we we have these scenes that really give us that emotional depth. So, people, if you have around about 18 minutes, right? If you've got 18 minutes, people, you can definitely not go wrong with From A to Q. All right? So go check it. Go have fun. There you go. God damn. Jessica Menahu has really tossed one in there You know what I mean? So she's got a film playing at the BFI Flair And man, it's explosive, right? And listen, when I say explosive It's not because it's, you know Trying to be offensive or anything like that But when you kind of look at what it's dealing with, right? And the way it handles that subject matter, I think there's a lot of people that will look at the situation and be like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Jessica's film is a love is a hand grenade. All right, and um, man, there's a lot to it. All right, there is a lot to it, people. You know what I mean? It's a it's a simple little concept, right? A simple little concept that is handled 
extremely well extremely well right so um you know it's written and uh, directed by Menahu it's produced by Victoria Forson Louise Tu uh, Rosanna Griffiths Quilla Gill and Priyanka Shabda Right. Music is handled by Adrian Long, cinematography Jeremy Cox, film editing is Carl Walters. Um, yeah, the film is starring Saffron Hocking, who plays Alexis, and Alex, sorry, and Genesis Lena, who plays Gabby. Right, and um. So yeah, the gist is this, right? Mixing drink, drugs and a friendship on eggshells was always going to be an explosive mix in this bittersweet drama. Right? So um yeah, we we start off, right? Two friends coming home after a night out. And you know what the deal is. There's always one that's going to be more cut than the other. You know what I mean? Because, hey, you've got your sensible friend, right? Who's a bit like, okay, we need to... Well, I'm going to have to stay kind of straight to make sure nothing goes awry this evening. And, um... <laughs> yes, that happens, right? So that friend is Gabby. And Alexis... Ooh, Alexis is to the wind. <laughs> she is talking spaceships and drink and everything. You know what I mean? Looking to keep that party going. But, yo, when you've got back home, you know, you've got to think about those neighbours and everything. So you're trying to keep it down. Trying to keep it down. But, all the time you see there's a, a friction here. And it's not a friction of hatred. But there is a friction of, you know, something else. Something else. I And it's perfectly played. Right? Perfectly played. Now, it would seem... So we don't know too much, right? But we can seem that Alexis, she's bipolar, right? And, um, yeah, mixing alcohol, just alcohol <laughs> with, you know, these medications ain't great. Throwing some MDNA, M MDNA, that's how you, that's... Yeah, I figure, I feel I've got those, right? But yeah, mixing that or just any other drug ain't always gonna be the best, right? And um, yeah, that's Alexa, you know what I mean? And she says she's running that bipolar roller coaster. So there's all of these emotions because they like each other, but, you know, Gabby's in a relationship. She's got a fiance. And you're not sure if, you know, Alexa 
is with a dude or she's just split up. You get the feeling they've just split up, right? Because it's a Wednesday night and you're getting that toasty. You mean it's usually for a reason. So, yeah, you know, Gabby's trying to handle the situation and it's, you know, it's building, man. Everything is building, but she's, you know, she's there for a friend, right? Regardless of anything, they're friends. And if you get the feeling they've been friends for a long, long time. So, yeah, they're trying to help each other out. She's trying to help Alexis out. But it's all building up. And the thing I really like is, I think a thing like this, right? Is, you know, how many times have you had a crush on your friend, right? Or, or feelings for your friend. Sometimes it's a thought on, God damn, I wish my friend was single, right? Or uh, if only I could ask my friend out, you know, without ruining this great friendship. So there's always, there's that. Sometimes there's though... You don't really think about your friend until sometimes, right? Sometimes you might look and be like, huh, I ain't noticed how pretty they are. Or, oh man, they're so sweet. I wish I had that in my life. Oh, you know what I mean? It catches you, right? So there's different, there's different situations. But what we see are these fleeting glances, these, 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 Emotions of longing, right? Where especially Alexa looks at a picture of Gabby and her boyfriend. And, um, yeah, you see a look, a look go over her face that's just like, God damn it. You know, which is just, oh man, like, yo, you, you, so much props, right? So much props to Saffron Hooking because the way she displays these emotions, because, right, for this to work, they can't be there, you know, 24-7. It's got to be these fleeting, quick little flashes, and she does it. The same with Genesis, Liana, right? It, it's all about... Encapsulating a, 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 a feeling in a second Literally a second you, you can't have it on your face for too much longer Because you're talking to someone And you don't want them to know And it is all there So we get this build up, build up, build up Right? Which is great and I think the end of the film really encapsulates that I don't know what the fuck to do, right? I don't know what to do, right? I've suppressed this shit for so long. Suppressed it for so long. Now what? Because, shit, I was, I was you know, on the road to a certainty, I was on the road to, you know, something steady, something steady, something pure, something good, now, it's not a roller coaster, right, 
It's not that high passion, but it's steady, right? It's the tortoise. So, do I throw that away for something that, I don't know, right? Like, because Alexis goes through, like... The people that she's dated, you know, talking about Frankensteining and whatnot, and you know, you could imagine Gabby's like, "Yo, you mean I'm? I don't want to be a number. Why would I really fuck my life up for a number? You know, something that's not a given. Like, what do I do? And it's all, man, the way it's there." The way it's there and the, you know, just the heartbreak of the moment. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, you, you finish this film and you hate, see, you hate Jessica Banahu, right? All right, maybe hate is a little strong, right? Maybe hate is a little strong, but you're just like, God damn it, woman. Why have you done this, right? Why have you, firstly, dredged up past emotions? Secondly, why why have you left me wondering what's going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Why have you left me in this situation where I'm like, what's going to happen with Gabby and Alexis? What's going to happen? Where does this go? Huh? It's mean. It's evil. Do you know what I mean? I have to say, I have to say, you know what I mean? Like, Alexis is being referred to as a hand grenade. I think Jessica is the hand grenade here. Man, but yes, great ending, right? Because it's so raw. It's so raw. You know, and, and yeah, the film is, it's full of these great little moments, right? Because I think... You can watch stuff. I, jeez, I, I remember I watched. A, I talked about a film this week, right? And um, it's how people show drunkenness in films and TV and the whatnot, right? And it's never really captured very well. It's never really captured well. But I have to say, right, within this. It is pretty believable, man. Like, the dumb conversations, right? The dumb conversations, the the fact that, you know, your inhibitions are just done, right? So you're going to say some shit. You're going to do some shit. You don't really care. You don't really care. And it's, it's not necessarily you want to be a shit, right? But when it's just like, oh, we got to keep the noise down. My neighbours, my flatmates. You're just like, yo, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Don't worry. We're having fun. And some of it is you don't actually know how loud you're actually speaking. But yeah, your inner visions are just down. So you're saying that shit. You can take those risks. Right? So there is a part of you that wonders, is Alexis really this drunk? Right? Or... Is she using it as a way of testing the waters, right? Because 
you can always play it off as I was drunk. But yeah. <laughs> There's questions, people. There is questions. So, people, I tell you, love is a hand grenade. It is definitely worth to watch. Like, just slightly over 12 minutes. It's got a great score going through. The way it's shot, the way it's shot is fantastic, right? So, yeah, you're not going to be disappointed. Just, just be careful of your heart, people. <laughs> Alright, love is a hand grenade. Go check it out. <laughs> Please do start, Kevin. Thank you. Okay. All right. This is great. Okay, so I am here. Oh, I need to switch off my phone, sorry. All right, no worries. That's all right. <laughs> Are we good? Okay, it wasn't silent, but um, there we go. I'm good to go. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so I'm here with Peter Marumi. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, very good. Close enough. Murimi. So that's passes. That's good. Okay. And um, yeah, so you've got a, you know a documentary showing at the London Film Festival. I am Samuel. Um, how did this come about? Because, you know, you know what I mean? We're dealing with some, yeah, like crazy things here. Like, and crazy in a way where in a lot of countries around the world, this, you know, it's not the same issue as it is in Kenya. So what brought you to attention of Samuel and Alex? Um, so this, it began with a, I like personal, very, very personal motivation. Like someone really close to me uh, was struggling. He's gay and is coming out to, to the family. And it was really difficult time for them. And uh, I remember figuring out like I'm a filmmaker, like there must be a film that we could show your parents and they can understand what you're going through. But at that time we looked a film that could work in our context, I couldn't find it. So I said, ah, I will make the film. And that's why I started uh, looking around I, I, and I met Samuel. And then I just told Samuel the, the intention was, what the plan was. And he was like, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Because when I was younger, I, I, I thought I was the only gay person, especially in the village. And he said, like, it's really important to do this for the generations behind me. At least they could see they're not alone. So that's what brought me. It started from a very personal uh, motivation, and then it grew to the, to the film that now it's at London Film Festival. Okay, and like, what's been your experience in you know filmmaking? Oh, before I am Samuel. Mm -hmm. So um, this is my first feature documentary but besides that I've been doing um, for broadcast television 
I've been doing uh, films, but mostly social issues, corruption for BBC, uh, Africa Eye, or for Al Jazeera, the African yeah. Investigates. So I have been doing lots of half hours and one hour documentaries for broadcast. But this is my first time doing um, a feature length documentary. Okay, so, right, so you now, you know, you, 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 the issue of your friend and you want to, you know, you want to bring this to the forefront. You want to show that, like, there's nothing crazy about this, right? So, this is your feature documentary. Like, what's your vision? You know, what's your thought of how am I going to put this together? Did you have like a, an intrinsic plan or were you more, ah, let's just go with the flow. Let's just see what happens. And mm -hmm. as you go, actually, let's do this. Let's add this, let's put this or ooh, uh -huh. let, no, maybe we won't go that route. Okay. So, um, which initially like my style and what I am drawn to, like uh, I try to do like really, really intimate uh, uh, yeah. films or portraits. And so it was very important when I'm saying I was going to do this, it was clear that I wanted to, to make a very uh, observational, but very intimate film. So, and that is, I think why it took five years because to, to get that really close, not just to Samuel, I had to get really close to the father and the mother and also get them to understand the film, but also break the barriers me not to be a visitor in that compound me to be part of that family so from the onset i wanted to make something very intimate something very observational and something where i do not tell people but i show people what is going on yeah and when you're making something that's intimate right because i think we all know right like people always talk about reality tv and stuff like that but once you know you're getting filmed you act in a different way right even if it's not necessarily intentional you you might change the way you speak or hold back from certain views or words and just thoughts so how do you how do you do this right without people becoming a caricature of themselves, you know, showing the real selves, like talking about things, how they actually feel. How, how for you can you get that out of people? So, okay, according to me, what you're uh, describing happened in the first and second year. But when I was in the third year filming, Actually, everybody, I was completely part of that furniture. Like that curtain was gone and I was getting real raw emotion and they were not acting for me. Yeah. Because for two years, I've been in their lives recording all the time. I became very normal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Time was the medicine for that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because you forget about it. Like at the beginning, it's just like, I think there's a camera over there. Oh, let me, oh, we'll play this. And then it's just like, you know, after a while, it's just like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> let me like, oh, <laughs> how long have you been there? <laughs> ah, nice. And 
did you like were there things that you changed halfway through or you know after viewing you realize oh we don't kind of cover that or we we don't show this did you like did you have to go back and put anything in it takes uh, change what was your i never changed like actually the thing uh with the film i just filmed everything raw and natural as it happened i never directed if i missed it i missed it and then i made the film in the edit like that's when we went and like what is the material telling us what's happening here and we constructed the film um in the edit table but in terms of uh, filming i was just ruled whatever happened happened and i recorded it and if we thought it was a significant event i took notes and then we dealt with it in the edit table okay so there was no so yeah your vision of this wasn't okay we're gonna start with this and we're gonna move to this and we'll end with it it was just i'm gonna record over this period of time and from that footage i will create something yeah yeah like uh it was not altered i just i'm recording but obviously because you can't shoot everything there were those significant events so tell this is happening this is happening that i'll follow but uh, i didn't have when i'm shooting i didn't say i didn't know how it would end yeah it could have been a sad story like uh, if the father kicked him out and they've never reconciled that would have been the film mm. yeah. i mean like it's sad but you know what i mean it, it, as long as they get to live their lives the way they want to live their lives mm. you know because we only have so much control over people right and, and that's all we can do but yeah. Did you have any run-ins with, you know, the law? Like, what was it from that side of things? So, when, at the beginning of the process, we decided that um, for security reasons, like, uh, the crew has to be really small. So, it was only me shooting almost all the time and with a really small camera, a Sony S7S2. And so... In a sense, I didn't stand out. Even when people show, saw me in the streets filming, yeah. I looked like someone who's just uh, trying his luck. So I was very uh, small scale. And I think because of that, nothing happened okay. for us from the filming perspective. There was some violence to the uh, to someone, but that's because of the environment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filming, we got beaten up that not because of the crew okay and all right so london film festival there is well actually before we get to that how did this get to show at the london film festival uh no we submitted and uh, the film we finished earlier in the year and we did our premiere at the hot dogs room festival in toronto and then it showed at the human rights watch uh in new york and then we had submitted and it got to London and we were so thrilled, we're so happy to, to share this film uh, with the audience in the UK. And hopefully they will learn something about Kenya, where I come from. Because yeah, it's no, not it, about it's day rights, it's also about life in Kenya. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, that's big. Like your first hearing feature documentary and you get it at the you know, London Film Festival. That is a congratulations on that, man. But, why should people come to check this out, right? You, you, there's a load of things to 
you know, pick from. If mm. you've got a, a limited time, limited budget, why should people come and watch I Am Samuel? Okay. I think I Am Samuel has everything. And um, it's a story about love. It's a story about resilience. And it's also a story about a gay man in Kenya who, despite it being illegal, he finds space to be who he is. And I think that's the ultimate hero. So I, and I think you will walk away after watching it, uh, having learned something, but having a lot of admiration for the two characters that are in this film. Terrific, man. That's fantastic. And how can people find out more information? Do you have a website, social media? Yeah, so there's a website. Is, uh, it's, uh, we have a website. It's called watchiamsamuel.com. And uh, we are on Twitter at I Am Samuel Film. And we're also on Facebook, uh, I Am Samuel. Okay. And do you have, yeah, let's, you know. Sorry, could we just make this the last question, please? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have um, a deal for this to, um, you know, play on like Netflix or anything like that after the festival for the greater audience to be able to see? Not yet, not yet. Nothing concrete at the moment. Okay. Well, you know, we'll stay tuned. We'll keep our fingers crossed. And um, yeah, again, congratulations, man. I hope, uh, yeah, people get to see it and people get to enjoy it. And good luck with what you do moving forward. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay, people. So yeah, there you have it. Day 11 done. Now, look, we, we didn't look at all the shorts, obviously, because there's a lot of shorts, but the three that we did were incredible. They were fantastic. So definitely recommend you check those out. And um, also, I am Samuel. You know, give that a watch because you're like, after speaking with Peter about the film, it, you know what I mean? It just sounds so good i couldn't watch it because of the subtitles um but yeah definitely worth checking out people so um go do that and remember all the information we got the links so you can follow people find out more that's in the episode information on the website so make sure you go do that and on sunday go check out the last lot of films We will say, Greenhouse, My First Summer, you know what I mean, Sweetheart, whoo, definitely worth checking, but everything is people, so go do it.